You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Good morning, if you're listening on SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney, as we fill the chairs for Vossi and Brandy. It's James Magnuson and Michael Carianis filling in on Summer Breakfast this morning. And for the first hour, we welcome you listening on SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane. Ben Davies will be along from 6 AM Queensland time filling in for Pat and Heels. Or if you're listening right now across the SEN network, good morning to you. Plenty of sport to discuss this morning, including... The Sydney Sixers winning on the final ball last night to book a home final. The Steve O'Keefe farewell tour <laughs> continues. The first test against the West Indies getting underway later this morning. And Rafael Nadal, he's under fire for taking Saudi money. Jeez, wouldn't we all like a piece of that MC? Uh, today's guest, SEN cricket commentator Simon Kadich, SEN tennis expert Brett Phillips, and former NBL championship player Trevor Torrance. Got a bunch of prizes to give away today. Keep listening throughout the morning. As we've got a couple of great prizes, including a double pass to the Top Fuel Drag Racing Championships at the Sydney Dragway. That's on Friday the 26th and Saturday the 27th of January. You can get your tickets for that now. And we've got a golf tour towel and a dozen limited edition Chrome Soft Truvis golf balls from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. Uh, MC, plenty of sport overnight. I uh, just wanted to get a quick check in with you. How's the off season going? Not too bad. Good morning, Miss Ol. Good morning, um, everyone. Yeah, I'm, I'm well. I'm well. I had a, uh, I got a little bit of time off at the moment, so which is good. Is that uh, rare? Uh, no, it's not rare. I get a bit of a break generally, but um, on daddy daycare duties at the moment because my wife's back at work. So. I can't wait to get back to the office. 2024 is a big year for sport. Uh, NRL, of course, as always. I'm sure you'll be over there in Vegas, which is no. a nice trip. No, no, not going no to Vegas. Vegas. No Vegas, because we've got bub number two due around that date. Oh, so 2024 so, is it? So, big yes, year for yes. You. So no, uh, no Vegas for me. I had my little fix before Christmas um, when we went on the little junket and visited, you know, NFL, NBA, and. And then NHL. things things get busier in 2024 with the Olympic Games as well. Yes. So does that mean you double up on NRL coverage as some journos go to that? Or are, yeah. you, are you doing Olympic coverage No, I as won't well? do the Olympics, no. Yeah. Um, I'd love to do, actually. That's one of the things on my bucket list to cover would be the Olympics. I was going to go to Rio with the Herald, but by the time uh, that rolled around, I'd switch camps. Ah. So, um, and the telly said, no, you're not going. You know so, who I bumped into a, at a party one night in Rio? Mm. Dave Riccio. Did you? How was he going? Oh, like, an, like an athlete's party. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Just, they, they had this Heineken house. The, the Dutch team had a Heineken house. Okay. 
and Dave Riccio was in there absolutely ripping and tearing. Was he? Yeah. Fine form. There you go. Fine yes. form. The people you see. They're very busy, the Olympics, to cover, apparently. Like, because depending on the time zone as well, it can be really yeah. good. But they, yep. they've changed, obviously, now it's uh, an online focus. But no, what about you? Do you get over there? What's your, do you have an ambassador role? Any sort of. Look, I think I'll be on uh, on your team for this one. Wow. And the dark uh, side. There, there could be a trip on the cards. The dark so, side? Yeah. yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Big year. All right, sport overnight. Uh, there was a thrilling finish in the cricket overnight, which means that the Sydney Sixers are now locked in for one more game at the SCG, which means SEN's own Steve O'Keefe could get a swan song part two. Mm. We thought it was his last game at the SCG the other night, but the looks final, like he may be back. The final, final farewell tour. Yeah, the final, final farewell tour. Captain Moses Henriques and fellow veteran Daniel Hughes have led the Sydney Sixers to a stunning last ball victory over the Perth Scorchers last night at Optus Stadium. Uh, this is the last three balls of the Sixers game, as called by SEN Cricket last night. Three balls left. Nine runs required. Hardy is at the crease. He delivers. Henriques has hit it for six. He's hit it for six. Over backward square leg. So three off two now is the equation. What will happen? What drama? Two balls. Three runs. Hardy bowls. Henriques hits it. They'll get one. They may come for two. The return is coming in. And it's safe. So it's one off one. And the Sixers have one. Regardless of that, because the ball's been hit down a deep third man for four. What a great run chase by the Sydney Sixers. And look at them. Elation. They've won by three wickets off the last ball of the day. So that cements them into second place, meaning that they'll now play the Brisbane Heat up in the Gold Coast, who finished first. The winner of that match will go straight to the final. So if the Sixers win that, they'll host the BBL final at SCG. If they lose that game, uh, they'll host the winner of Perth versus Adelaide again at the SCG. Uh, so this is what's coming up, uh, MC. We talk about this every year. We have a little giggle about this. So you've got the qualifier which is the Heat versus the Sixers. You've got the Knockout, which is the Scorchers versus the Strikers. You've got the Challenger, <laughs> yep. which is the loser of the Qualifier versus the winner of the Knockout. And then you've got the Final, which is the winner of the Qualifier versus the winner of the Challenger. Sounds like a game show. <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> well, it sounds a little bit like Gladiators. Yeah, it's which, Gladi uh, exactly. Which, which is, just premiered the other yes. night. Did you catch the Gladiators? I haven't seen a lot of it, no. I was... I, Liked it back in the day. Loved it back in the day. Yeah. bit more, I think, way back in the day, a bit more like steroids and glitter. Mm. <laughs> Is that what it was known yes. for? Particularly yes. the American version of the show. There yeah. was a uh, there was an ESPN yeah. 20 for 20, I think it was. Jeez, they lived a life. Yeah. They lived a life. Uh, Have you been getting into it? Not yet. Maybe. You could have been a gladiator. There may have been oh. some talks, but <laughs> no, nah, it didn't eventuate. Uh, obviously, you call the missile. Missile, yeah, yeah I think it writes easy. itself, doesn't yeah, it? That's easy. Yeah, that was, as soon as I started talking, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first test starts today between Australia and the West Indies. Uh, that'll be later this morning, and SES will have live coverage from Adelaide Oval immediately following us. Uh, SEN's call team includes. Adam White, Dwayne Russell, Simon Kadich, Damian Fleming, Ian Smith, Ryan Harris, Barat Sundarason, and Peter Layla. It's a pretty star-studded lineup, isn't it? 
It's the first time since 2018 that we returned to a day test in Adelaide. So they've had the day night, of course. Yeah, actually, I had to, th- uh, I had to think about that the other day. And I was like, is it a day night test? Because I've just become used to Adelaide becoming uh, a day night test. Why do you think they went away from a day night test again? Well, can I ask Simon Kadich about that later? Yeah, I like the day night test. You tend to watch more, depending on your yes. social calendar. But um, I don't really have much of a social calendar at night at the moment, so it's yeah, it's, okay. it's pretty good to watch test cricket at night. My social calendar's got to the point now where I'm like, I've enough, enough. The silly yeah, season yeah. has been just that silly. I'm like, please something. Something? I'll swap you. I'll swap you. I've got a few coming up that I'm just looking at it going, no more. No more. Uh, big twerk talking point leading up to this test has been Steve Smith switched to the top of the order. Uh, Pat Cummins caught up with Barat Sunderason, and here's what he said had to say about Steve Smith. It's as happy and as energetic. I've, I've seen him around the nets the last couple of days. Uh, he, he can't wait to get out there. Seeing how excited he is for it, you can see already his mind worrying about how he's going to uh, maybe go about it a little bit differently. Yeah, just re-energise him. Seeing someone who's basically achieved everything in the game get really excited for a new challenge. I mean, yeah, you, you've got to entertain that. So it was revealed last week uh, when Bancroft missed out on selection, Pat Cummins personally phoned Bancroft to insist he wasn't off with his teammates. Uh, he was asked about this yesterday. Uh, here's what the captain had to say. We've got absolutely no issues with Bangers. Love what he brings. Don't change. We've loved playing with you in the past and um, keep doing your thing. I'm sure you'll be back in Aussie colours pretty soon. It's interesting as well that um, Cummins said he actually, and he rang Marcus Harris um, as well to say, well, you're not in the side. These are probably the reasons why. So um, good, little, good bit of leadership there. And it's been a criticism of, other sports as, as well. I know the, the New South Wales setup. Sometimes the players don't get, weren't yeah. getting phone calls when they were dropped. Yeah, but, and these guys weren't dropped. They weren't even picked. Yeah, they weren't dropped. Correct. So, if you're Bancroft, would you be feeling that your test career is pretty much done? Yeah. 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 It's going to be. It, it's. It's interesting because you don't know how long Usman Khawaj is going to last. Mm. Right. That's that's. Is it one series, two series, two years? Who knows, right? That's yep. open-ended at the moment. So you know eventually that that spot's going to be open. But if it's two years, Bancroft will be, what, 33? 33, yeah. And, and unless he's scored a, a stack of runs, that's going to be difficult. Um, and they've already favoured. If I think there's if there's something, an injury or something happens um, in the middle order, I don't think they're going to move Steve Smith back down. I think they'll put Matt Renshaw in there Yeah. Um, as that versatile batter. So, yeah, I think... It's a long road back now for Cam Brankoff. SEN cricket, uh, cricket commentator Barat Sunderason has spoken exclusively one-on-one with Pat Cummins. We'll bring you that chat later this hour. All right, Saudi money pops its head back up, MC. Rafael Nadal has been named as an ambassador for the Saudi Tennis Federation. Uh, the country aims to host more professional tournaments as part of a broader sports push, but the Spaniard has come under fire uh, for being involved with their sports washing. John McEnroe on ESPN said, the ladies are going to play the WT- WTA finals in Saudi. Are you kidding me? Because they treat women so well. That part to me is laughable. So McEnroe not happy off for a change. Uh, <laughs> he's got a point. He's got a point. He's got a point. He, um, he does have a point. but I just feel like potentially he'd be a little less critical if he was the one getting the Saudi money. No doubt. Which no doubt he would accept. Uh, 
players expecting uh, accepting money from from Saudis for sports. I mean, for me, take it or leave it. If they put the money on the table in front of me, I'm taking it yeah. every time. But yeah. as a fan, I just think they're just doing what's best for them, for their family, for the future generations of their mm. family. Um, are we over the point of criticizing people for taking Saudi money now? Probably, yeah. Probably. I just think that um, some of the criticism comes as well is because, you know, Rafa's not short of a buck. Yeah. That's that's part of it too, yeah. right? But you I mean, know? neither were these golfers. Of course, of course. There's uh, a buck and then there's a Saudi buck. Yes. And that's <laughs> and that's a generational money. buck, <laughs> I would have thought. Well, what, Multi-generational. What, what do you reckon Rafa gets paid as an ambassador? Like oh. 10, 10 mil, 50 mil? Uh, yeah. Who knows? Like, yeah. uh, But it would be mega, mega money. Even to start that conversation with him mm. has to be huge. Yeah. For him to even entertain it would have yeah. to be something ridiculous. So there you go. Uh, all right. Let us know on the open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. is Rafael Nadal tarnishing his image by getting into a partnership with the Saudis? Do you think less of sports stars for taking Saudi money? Uh, give us a call, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, or send us a text message on the text line, 0457-736-736. All right, the Australian Open is well and truly underway. Here's an update thanks to Wilson. Experience the ultimate summer of tennis with Wilson. Max Purcell and Tanasi Kokonakis have joined Alex Dimonor, Alexi Popperin, Jordan Thompson, and Chris O'Connell as the six Aussie men through to the second round. Kokonakis got through in a five-set match uh, went to a tiebreaker against Austria's Sebastian Offner. Did you catch this one, MC? I saw the very end of it. Mm. Uh, the cock through to the second round. He was very, very happy. He was a bit excited. Big celebration I didn't for a first he's now rounder. world number 80. It's not too bad. That's, what about the demons creepy. up to number I know, 10? I know. Hasn't that crept up on us? That has crept. I was a bit worried about the demon. First round against Rainich. Yeah. It's a pretty tough draw, but obviously he withdrew due to injury. Uh, the jump in prize money probably worth celebrating. I think it goes from about one thirty to about two fifty mm. first round to second round. So that's worth celebrating. Yeah, I think it then, it's not quite Saudi money, but it's it's not handy. Saudi money. It's handy. It's handy. Uh, Tom Lenovich won in the final match of the day, going from four one down in the third set. I went to bed and thought this one's done. Yep. Unfortunate for Tom Lenovich, but she went five games in a row to beat uh, Petra Martic. She joins Storm Hunter as the two Aussie women into the next phase. Strong name, Storm Hunter. It is. When you look, look at that women's draw now, you just go, oh, Ash Barty could still be winning. But anyway, uh, the women's number one seed, uh, Sriantec, and number three seed, Rybikina, both won their matches in straight sets, but both were challenged against tough first-up opponents, which is a tough time of year to be reading names well, on radio. Well, you smashed it. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. You've done well there. I'm just sitting here quietly. I don't know if well, they're right there. Right back in her. Sounds good to me. Right back in her. Elena. I don't know. We'll keep going anyway. Bang. Thanks, Dan. All right, Dan. Uh, yesterday's feel-good story of the day was 26-year-old Indian qualifier Sumit Nagal, who ranks 139 in the world, knocking out number 31 seed Alexander Bublik. Dan, keep giving those green ticks. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, last year, Nagal was ranked outside the top 500 and at one point only had 900 euros in his bank account. So we'll bump that up by another 200,000 for this mm. second round. Uh, some of the top male players have refused to engage with questions about whether sixth seed Alex Vander, Alexander Zverev, 
should remain on the Professional Tours Players Council after it was confirmed he will stand trial on domestic violence charges in Germany. It's the first I've heard about that. What do you do there? Um, yeah, it's a tough one without knowing any details yeah. whatsoever. Um, I think maybe you, you stand down from stand your down role for the time being until yeah. uh, an outcome. All right, plenty more sports to talk about, but that update was thanks to Wilson. Get your game on and join us in celebrating the Wilson Summer of Tennis. Uh, breakfast, powered by Kubota, as always. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. Now, I was listening to Sports Day last night, MC with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. I had a great chat with new assistant coach up at the Cowboys, James Maloney. Here's what he had to say, firstly, about uh, his haircut. When you return back to Australia, and I heard you were going to be doing some coaching, then you go into Townsley. He's a great guy, Toddy Payton, the coach up there. And I thought to myself, oh, this is really exciting. Then I saw the first images of you tr- coaching, and it, I've got to say, it was a little bit disturbing. I'm just going to put it out there, seeing that you, one of the tough men, has a man bun. What? Uh, it's very European, mate. The, the hair's going. <laughs> I, uh, it's just, it's just me still trying to hang on to the European dream. <laughs> Don't tell me you ate snails and took up painting in your spare time in France, did you? Drinking Pinot Noir. Yeah. <laughs> I, ate, I, I ate snails. I didn't, didn't do any painting, but definitely ate some snails. He's <laughs> keeping the European dream alive. Now he obviously is up there living in Queensland, a proud New South Welshman. Let's hear what he had to say about that. As a Blues supporter, I just want to say thank you because, mate, we were kicked to the gutter for so long. These Queenslanders pissed me off. (laughs) They still piss me off, mate. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to hear Jimmy Maloney back in and around the NRL. It was so random that when I read the appointment that uh, he was going to be an assistant coach at North Queensland, I was like, that came out of nowhere. It was bizarre, right, because... Um, Dan Young had left the Cowboys to to join the Dragons. Uh, Steve Georgialis had stepped aside from his role at North Queensland as well. And Paul McGregor, the former Drags, Dragons coach, was all but done really? in North Queensland. That was a done deal. Okay. Um, and then at the final, final moment, he had a change of heart and decided not to relocate to Townsville. And then apparently Todd Payton's manager, Isaac Moses, ran into James Maloney at the shops. At the shops and said, Oh, Todd's looking for an assistant coach. Would you be keen? So, Cowboys would be one of maybe half a dozen clubs that James Maloney hasn't played at. (laughs) I know. Which seems random. Would he have ever crossed paths with Todd Payton as a player? I don't think so. No, not as a player. Um, No, their their times wouldn't have. You would have almost thought it would be a. Not a better fit, but make more sense that he would have ended up at the Dragons in some sort of assistant coach role, given his relationship with yeah. Shane Flanagan. Yeah, it was strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's strange, but it's. I like to see players go to clubs that they're not affiliated with. You know, we've saw, seen, you know, Ben Holmer do that with South Sydney, Dean Young with North Queensland. I think it's yeah. important. Uh, James Maloney bounced around a lot of clubs, but it's important to get out of what, what you're familiar with. I have heard of uh, other players, <clears throat> half tongue in cheek, that. You can only put up with James Maloney mm. for a year or two, which is yeah. why he bounces around clubs. Is this maybe a case of Shane Flanagan went, oh, I've done that year or two. I've, I've done my time. <laughs> I've got the, enough, I've got the enough Cowboys, The Cowboys haven't done their James Maloney Correct. time, so is Correct. that why he ended up at the Cowboys, and, maybe? And, you know, there's no doubt, and, you know, when when he 
gets a little bit serious, Jimmy. You know how he's got such a great understanding of the game, and yeah, um, can and I think he's a guy that would be able to communicate it well with with players, yeah. just regard and understand if he's got the temperament or a desire to be an NRL head coach and all the pressures that that come with it. But you know, we saw him particularly at the back end of the year and uh, a back end of his career how much of a game manager but he he was and how much mm. he could control a side and. Um, his footy intellect is, is huge. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if that's a path that he does want to go down. Just on the halves at the Cowboys, so Chad Townsend, who he'll be coaching, was his halves partner in the, the premiership yeah. in 2016. Valentine Holmes played there as well True. At, at, at the Sharks. Will this year be a changing of the guard in the halves at the Cowboys potentially with Chad Townsend? I think he's on the last year of his mm. contract. Uh, they signed Jake Deard Clifford. And, and they got Tom and Dearden. They, and they've re signed Dearden. Is Dearden the long term halfback yeah. or Clifford step back into half? I think Tom Dearden will become the man in that. The halfback? Um, he, and he, would this know. year be the transition where he potentially takes yeah, the they, reins? They might, they might give him more ownership of, of that side. Um, you know, Chad is. The only thing is, is that if you minimize Chad's role as the conductor, what's left? What's he doing? What's he doing? Yeah. Right, so I think Chad still needs to to run the side, but we'll probably see a little bit of that responsibility fall back more on on, on Tom Dearden because he's that spark in the halves. Chad doesn't provide the spark, right? Mm. Chad's a direction, kick chase, um, get the side in, into good areas and and work from there. So, um, but you know, there's no doubt that they've invested heavily on Tom Dearden, and he's going to be their long term general there. Final final words on James Maloney, man bun, play on or chop it. Uh, I wish I could grow one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back here to grow a man bun. All right, let's get to the news. You're with Michael Carianis and James Magnuson on Summer Breakfast.